welcome to Echoing Faith Today, a podcast conversation on themes of impact and relevance in the new directory for catechesis from the Pontifical Council for the Promotion of the New Evangelization. I'm Dr. Jem Sullivan, host and faculty in the School of Theology and Religious Studies at the Catholic University of America. On this podcast, we'll hear from scholars, experts, and those in pastoral ministry. So welcome back, and thank you for taking your place at this table of conversation. Joining us from now is Bishop Franz Peter Tebarts Van Els, who has served as delegate for catechesis at the Pontifical Council for the Promotion of the New Evangelization in Rome since 2015. Your Excellency, we are so grateful for your presence today. Thank you so much for your time, and we welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much. Welcome to all of you, and I really appreciate it to have again the occasion answering questions to the new motto proprio. So yes, we have received with anticipation Pope Francis's apostolic letter, Antiquum Ministerium, instituting the lay ministry of catechists. This can be seen as a crowning moment in the ongoing renewal of catechesis begun at the Second Vatican Council. So please, uh, Bishop, describe for our audience the background to this initiative of Pope Francis to institute the ministry of catechists for the universal church. As you already mentioned, uh, it's referred to the Second Vatican Council, especially to Lumen Gentium and to the letter about the lay ministry in church. And actually it is a renewal somehow of the uh, documents of the Second Vatican Council. And it takes over the challenge that is expressed over there that there should be an own ministry for catechists in the church. And the theological background for this is baptism and confirmation. Those who are baptized, those who are confirmed, they will have the charisms and uh, the talents actually to express the faith they believe in, in various contexts of life. And so far, one bishop in Germany has uh, created this expression. They are not lays in the in a sense of not being experts, but they are Christians in the world, world Christians, literally translated, who give witness where they are living, where they are standing, where they are dealing with certain challenges. And by these special experiences, the church will receive its very, very specific face. Thank you, Bishop. You know, the apostolic letter has uh, 11 brief articles. Uh, could you please highlight with that background in mind, please highlight key themes relating to the ministry of catechesis that Pope Francis wishes to share in this letter. Yes, well, um, there are various aspects, especially that the ministry of being a catechist is a very specific and own vocation in the church. It doesn't mean a clericalization of the lay ministry, not either does it mean uh, 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 somehow a layification, as we would say, of the uh, special ministry of being a bishop, a priest, a deacon. And so far, it has its own dignity. And that is very important to uh, express 
it in various uh, contexts of faith. And therefore, it needs a very special preparation for the catechists that they are not on their own, that they are not uh, getting or pulled into temptation to be the, those who are responsible for everything and who somehow uh, get a little bit, may get a little bit clericalized, but who know that their ministry is so important uh, in connection with other ministries in the church. And that gives vital living and vital expression uh, and impact actually on the church. Since the Second Vatican Council, the church has shown great concern for the renewal of catechesis. The publication of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, three catechetical directories, and numerous national, regional, and diocesan catechisms. Please share with our audience how you see uh, the implementation of this significant initiative in dioceses and parishes today. Yes, I would like to do, because it's a very, very central uh, impact, actually, of this new apostolic letter. First of all, it means to be aware of the different charisms and talents that are given in a local community, in a parish, in a diocese. Like the Apostle Paul already has said in the, his letter to the Corinthians, uh, God has given us many gifts, and they are distributed throughout a parish, throughout a diocese, the one is called to be a teacher, another one is called to be a prophet, another one is called to be somehow uh, uh, to, to praise God with, with tongues and how he's able or she's able to do. But a wonderful prayer of the church has it when it says, oh God, you have given us different gifts. There's none you have given all and none you have given nothing. Everybody has received his or her certain part. And these parts have to come together. Like Pope John Paul II already has expressed it in Novo Millennium in Unte, to be aware of the positive in others, that they have received it, not as something special only for them, but also an enrichment for my own life. And that has to come together. I think that is the first main challenge of this new apostolic letter to focus more on this. Where are the different talents and charisms? And the second uh, impact, the second challenge actually is uh, to look for certain ways of formation of catechists, to be aware of the charisms, to take them and to somehow to accompany people that they get ready to give their gifts and to be aware that these gifts are part to build up the church as a whole. And so far to be aware of the talents and charisms and to look for certain processes of formation above the level of a, a local parish. I think the diocese is the main place where it should be possible to do it. You know, as you were speaking, Bishop, about the charisms and the gifts that build up the church, I, I thought it's, it's very um, providential that this, this apostolic letter comes uh, a few weeks before Pentecost, when we are reminded again of that gift of the Holy Spirit that mm -hmm. is the source of all of these charisms and gifts within the church. So I think there's a wonderful timeliness uh, to okay. the release of this document. Um, you know, since I speak to you from the Catholic University of America, I thought I would ask, what is the role of Catholic universities in supporting and forming those who answer the call to build up the church through the ministry of a catechist? 
I'm very, very grateful for your question because remembering my visit to the Catholic University of America several times, the first uh, time had been more than 30 years ago, I uh, still remember the variety of charisms, especially of uh, professional uh, education frames that uh, are offered at the university, the different uh, professions which uh, are, people are able to study over there. And I think that is a very, very uh, special uh, blessing for a Catholic university to have different subjects and to have people who are skilled in different subjects that they get aware about their certain charisma in their subject, in their profession, where they can express the Holy Spirit in what they are doing, in what they are working about. And uh, a second uh, aspect may be that Catholic universities, especially in the United States, uh, they have alumni associations, they have networking. And I think that is so important and such a blessing that people come together on the level of uh, experiences they have made in their later on uh, uh, professions. And to accompany this by the university and to invite always people by networking and by the different ways of uh, summer schools and so on, I think that is really a blessing of especially Catholic universities. Bishop, the, the apostolic letter speaks about various aspects of formation of a catechist. Uh, could you say a, a little bit about that, the theological, the biblical, the pastoral, uh, all of those aspects of formation that a catechist who is preparing for this ministry should, uh, should uh, uh, avail of? Yes. I think, uh, first of all, the apostolic letter uh, uh, reminds us on the special responsibility of the bishop to take care of, about this on, on this. And uh, a second uh, aspect may be uh, to realize that the abilities have to be uh, formed in different uh, uh, aspects or under different aspects. There are uh, biblical uh, sources which are very important, dogmatical knowledge psychological matureness, uh, the ability of uh, being uh, in communication with others, uh, the ability of uh, uh, being compassionate. I think all these uh, special, uh, how would one say, these attitudes Christians should have, they have to come together in a process of formation to develop catechists were really able to proclaim the faith of the church and not their own ideas. Bishop, only last year in June of 2020, in the midst of the global pandemic, uh, the Pontifical Council for the Promotion of the New Evangelization published uh, the directory for catechesis. Uh, could you share with us uh, how that document uh, relates to this apostolic letter of Pope Francis? That is a very interesting uh, question because there are some parallel uh, developments. When we were working on the directory, the new directory for catechesis, we became more and more aware how important it is to focus on the catechists, on the ministry of the catechists. So we realized there are somehow natural catechists like the parents, the grandparents and relatives but that it also needs a certain ministry that is implemented in the church with a liturgical right to be sent into this ministry 
So because of getting aware of this, we worked on it later on when the new director already had been edited. So in January, we, were, we had a, a big conference on this. So this idea to uh, uh, ask the Holy Father to write a motto proprio on it, an apostolic letter became more and more important. And Pope Francis was so open-minded to do it and because he realizes that the church is shaped by these special uh, ministries, these special gifts, these special charisms, and that it is so important to involve them in the transmission of the faith in his great idea and uh, topic of evangelization, uh, evangelizing the church. And so the, the right uh, for uh, instituting uh, the ministry of a lay catechist, uh, is that available now for the church? And can you speak a little bit about that, please? Well, uh, the Congregation uh, for the Divine Worship is asked to work on the right, and we uh, expect it during the next month. We hope that it will be soon. And then we will have a certain liturgy how it should be done. And as we know this old um, uh, meaning in the church, lex credendi, lex orandi, or lex orandi, lex credendi, uh, in the way we are praying is expressed always how we think about special ministries in the church. And so far, the relation in both sides is so important and it will be expressed by the liturgy that we expect, as I mentioned, during the next, the future, future, future time. Bishop, are there any other um, thoughts that you would like to share, especially uh, to catechists, to those men and women in our parishes who are leaders, who are serving their communities uh, any uh, special words uh, to address to catechists? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your great engagement. It's such a blessing for the church to have you and your ministry. It is so important that people are ready to transmit the faith, how he has been revealed to them very personally. And uh, a second aspect may be to be aware of the uh, teaching of the church, not to transmit only our personal ideas. Our spirituality is very important because by our spirituality, our faith is formed. But our faith, the church, the faith of the church is always greater than our personal faith. And to be aware of this and always to have the courage to introduce the teaching of the church because it helps us to think more and more bright and not too narrow in terms of faith and transmitting the faith. Well, thank you so much, Bishop, um, for sharing your insights with our podcast audience. Our prayers and our best wishes are with you for your work at the Pontifical Council for the promotion of the new evangelization. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you. And uh, God bless your so important work and uh, may uh, the Holy Spirit and the Feast of Pentecost uh, inspirate all your doings and all what you are working for catechesis. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Bishop, and we hope to see you again on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us on Echoing Faith today. We hope you will continue to tune in to our conversations as we reflect on the new evangelization and catechesis within it. Mm -hmm.